And hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Coach Jimmy Garrity Show. We are, of course, joined by the head coach of the Wofford Terriers women's basketball team, Jimmy Garrity. And uh, Jimmy, I was going to about to say, since we last spoke, uh, a lot has transpired, a lot has gone on. But the Terriers, since we last had a coach's show, have gone three and one, currently eight and four, four and one of the Southern Conference. So I'm going to yeah. guess if you could have signed on the dotted line for a start like this, this season, way back, gosh, when we were supposed to get going in November. Yeah. Would you, would you have signed for this kind of start right then? Yeah. I mean, I, if I were to forecast uh, back then, I, I would probably say so. I mean, um, we've, we are off to a good start now. Now looking back, you're like, golly, I'd like to have that one game back. But, but honestly, um, I feel really good about where we're at, how we've played thus far. Uh, I know there's a lot of games still left, but, uh, but feeling pretty good. You know, I, I think we closed the uh, last show saying there is never a bad time to be in first place. And right now you still find yourself in a three-way tie for first place with Mercer and Sanford. Is the team in a good place, not just in the standings, but how the girls feel about themselves. And, and, and you know, like you said, every coach, every player wants to be perfect. There's always that one that sticks in your crawl a little bit, but overall big picture is the team in a good place right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like we are. So, um, you know, we've had uh, a couple of games just came off a couple of road road games where, you know, game one, we played really well. Game two, um, not so much. Uh, Western played well, though. They shot the ball really well. Um, and kind of similar to that East, East Tennessee State game at home. Mm -hmm. So game one, we really shot the ball well and, and played well. Uh, game two, um, we didn't shoot it that well, turned the ball over a little bit too much. Um, but in the end, we made enough plays. And I think you know, each of those games, uh, our players have learned something about themselves. Um, and at the end of the day, just to be together and uh, in this um, crisis that we're in with uh, COVID and everything, it's just great to be playing, great to be practicing together. Well, let's begin with that two-game homestand with ETSU. Um, like you were saying, blowout win that first game. Um, really game one, you guys had so much balance. I think you had four players in double figures. Uh, Nia Lutz led the way with 17. Jackie Carmen had 14. Aaliyah Harris, Lily Hallen, Hatton, both in double figures. Man, when you put that balance out on the floor offensively, it's really hard for the other team to defend. And I think we saw that in that first game against the Bucks. It is. And it's nice to, like, when you score the ball, um, it can make up for other deficiencies. So, um, you know, you may, may not be as well on defense, but uh, when you're putting the points on the board, um, it really, really helps. So game one, we really shot the ball really well, shot at a high percentage from three, took about, I think we were 16, 17 shots from three, which is about really where we want to be, um, and, uh, and shot a pretty high percentage. Uh, but then we got out and ran in transition a little bit too and had good balance uh, both inside and out. Um, as well as throughout the team. So um, was really, really happy with that. But when you can score it, it makes everything else just a little bit easier. And when you lead wire to wire like that, and the game is pretty much out of hand you know, by the beginning of the fourth quarter, what does it enable you to do in terms of maybe resting some players because you know you're going to be back at it in 48 hours? 
yeah. maybe giving some of the younger players a, a, some minutes and trying to get their feet wet. It, it opens up a lot of things for a coach, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. And it helps. I mean, we, we play quite a few players to begin with. So um, we've been, we've been kind of experimenting a little bit with, uh, you know, as you guys called the, the line change and we're going five for five in substitution and, and that has worked well for us. And so we'll continue to do that, but uh, yeah, it lets you uh, get some of the younger players or some of the players that don't get uh, quite as many minutes uh, to get them in and get comfortable because there is going to come a time when the game is really on the line and, and they're going to need to step up. So they'll have that experience uh, from games like that. So a blowout win in game one. And then we have that dynamic that we talked about a lot. You, you got to go back and play the same team in 48 hours on the same floor. You know, they're cranky, you know, they want retribution and that double overtime. What a classic of a game. We, we were able to watch both overtimes um, while we were traveling and Boy, I mean, I guess I could begin and end the conversation with, with Lily because especially in the overtime, she had a big bucket to take the lead in the first overtime. She makes a big block to make sure we go to a second overtime. Mm -hmm. And she has the game winner, uh, essentially, in, in overtime number two. The way she has turned it on this year in very important stretches, how gratifying is that to you? Yeah, I mean, it's and especially for that game, you know, she didn't really get going there until the fourth quarter. Um, I'm not sure she had scored any or maybe just two points prior to that. Um, and then hitting those big buckets down the stretch, we had we drew up a play, um, you know, that we like to get into late in game situations where we penetrate and we got her in the short corner, Jamari in the other short corner and two shooters on the wings. And we had a great pass. I think it was Helen made a great pass to her. And normally, man, she shoots that shot at a really high percentage. She happened to miss that. I thought that was game was going to be over in, in regulation. But then when she came back and she scored a couple buckets in overtime, and then, as you said, made that big, big block um, down towards the stretch at the end. Um, and on the offensive end, we kind of drew up a play where we're trying to get two to guard us and we kicked to her and, she had a, a great pump fake, one side dribble, uh, about an 18-foot jumper um, that hit nothing but the bottom of the net. And uh, I, I felt good about that when it, when it left her hand. Um, but, yeah, what a, it was a heck of a college basketball game back and forth. At one point with a couple minutes to go, I'm like, God, I feel good about this. You know, five-point lead, a four-point lead. The next thing you know, we're down by two. And then the same thing happened on the other. Now we're down by five. And the next next, next thing you know, we're, we hit back-to-back -back threes and we're right there in it again. So it was it was uh, exhausting as a coach, but I'm sure um, as a fan, it was a lot of fun to watch. Correct me if I'm wrong. First overtime game since you've been at Wofford, at least in conference yeah, play? That's what I can't believe that either. I guess that's true. I didn't, even, I didn't really even know that. <laughs> what, what's different about overtime in terms of coaching strategy? You usually get a couple of timeouts. Uh, I know you hadn't had a chance to perfect your overtime strategy, but uh, you, you, what do you tell the girls? And, you know, they're, they're probably tired. They're, they had, they're not used to logging all these minutes. What, would, yeah. what were those timeouts in between overtimes like? Well, it's really important in overtime that you get off to a good start. I mean, if you're on defense first, you need to get that first stop. And typically, if you can get the advantage early on, um, you feel pretty good about themselves. And at the opposite end, um, you know, if, if you're down, 
you might question a few things like get, getting a little bit of quick mode and panic mode. Um, but it went back and forth to us. We were up and then we were down and then tied it. And, um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, you got to make plays uh, to win in overtime. Well, it all turned out fine. A, a big win on one day, a squeaker by one on the other, but two W's for the Terriers against ETSU. When we come back, how about a nice weekend in the mountains for the, for the Terriers? A trip up to Cullowee. We'll talk about that as the Jimmy Garrity Show rolls on, brought to you by RJ Rockers. And welcome back to the Coach Jimmy Garrity Show, brought to you by RJ Rockers. I'm Jim Noble. And, uh, Coach, I was kind of joking about the uh, nice little vacation trip up to Callaway. Hey, it's a beautiful area. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Western Carolina certainly could prove to be a, a, a tough opponent. You guys went in there for another two road games, the way this crazy schedule is, and really, really once again played well in, in game number one. It was a 20-point win. You held a team to 45 points. Yeah. If you can do that in the Southern Conference, you're going to win a lot of games regardless of what you do on the other end. Yeah, anytime, you know, we're, we're trying to really hold teams under 55 points and, you know, hopefully you can get to 60 or more. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a tough team and, uh, and he's got them playing really, really well. And Cullowee is a tough place to play. Um, you know, we've, we've played well up there the last couple of years but nothing's been, been easy at all. And I remember, I remember a couple of weeks ago, you asked me about the format uh, playing back to back. And, and I, at first I told you, I, I kind of like the setup a little bit, but I said, let's wait a couple of weeks and, and see how I like it. And, and I tell you what, it's tough. It is tough playing somebody back to back. Um, you know, if you win that first game, especially if you win in the fashion that, that we've won our first games in, you might be feeling a little bit overconfident which is, you know, which is not a good thing. And then on the opposite end, um, if you're down and you lost that first one, well, hey, you don't want to win, lose two in a row. And you're going to get their best shot. And, um, and that's kind of what happened in our first set uh, series with East Tennessee State and then again mm -hmm. uh, with Western. And um, the difference really was um, game one up there in color we we really again shot the ball really well shot the shot it from three well um had decent balance in our, in our scoring um and then game two on saturday we didn't shoot it very well i don't think we went one i think one for 16 or one for 17 from three and we didn't hit that three until like the last minute minute or two in the in the game so that was that was a huge difference and then you know, we, we made a couple of runs at them, but then at the end, we just, just couldn't quite sustain that, that run and we'd give up a bucket and, and uh, get back down uh, six, eight points. And it was tough. Yeah. Before that second game, you, your four and conference start was the best conference start in school history. Yeah. And yeah. obviously when you start using words like history, you probably have to temper expectations and say, you know, ladies, this season's very, very far from over. We're only yeah. about a third of the way through the conference season, I think. I think the, the women are a little bit further along um, than the men. Uh, and you have to fight again, what we're talking about, fight against the complacency that naturally sets in after a great first game yeah. performance. Coaches can talk to their blue in the face. And players probably say, okay, yeah, but we just yeah. beat this team by 25. So how do you counteract that after you said everything you can say? Do you have to rely perhaps on senior leadership to, to have them go in when you guys aren't around and say, 
hey, this he means what he says. They're going to come out really, really tough the next game. Yeah, it is, and it, that you're you're so true in saying it. It's just human nature. It is human nature, and we all get caught up in it. And uh, and it's tough to to as much as you talk about that to you're blue in the face to them. Um, you know that they'll tell you they all the right things. Hey, we got you, coach. We know they're going to come at us in the bed. And and it's a little bit of both, a little bit of that. And and Western played better the second the second game, and we didn't play quite as good as we did the first game. But uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it is basketball, and it doesn't matter who your opponent is, whether it's back to back or whether they're two weeks away. Um, you gotta in this league, you gotta have your best effort night in and night out, especially on the road, uh, to get wins. And, and when you dig a hole in the second, sorry, and when you dig a hole in the second quarter, and and now they they're believing that they can win. Um, for you, the shots aren't falling. I've always thought the Ramsey Center is a tough place to shoot. That background, yeah. that depth that you don't have really in any arena you play in until you yeah. go to Asheville for a conference tournament. When the shots aren't falling early, sometimes that can mess with a shooter's mind a little bit. It does, and I think it got into our head a little bit. And when we started out 0 for 15 from 3, um, and really they were all good looks. They weren't. We weren't taking bad shots. We just weren't making them. And then, uh, you know, we didn't get uh, many second chance opportunities there either. Well, let's look ahead and coming up, you've got the opposite dynamic. You're going to go on the road for a couple of games uh, to UNC Greensboro Thursday and Saturday. Then the weekend after that, back home for a couple of games against Chattanooga. UNCG is struggling a bit right now, especially in conference play, yeah. but we've always seen the talent that they have, Jimmy. Um Obviously, you'll try to keep them down as best you can. But what do you expect this weekend uh, up in Greensboro? I think it's going to be a grinded out type game. I really do. And I think it's going to be one of those, you know, good teams uh, can win in the 70s, but also win in the low 50s and 40s. And uh, UNC's G, UNCG's uh, defense is very good. I, I expect to see a lot of zone. So at the same time, you know, we might get open looks from the outside. But what if you're not hitting them? Are you going to fall into that trap like we did on Saturday at Western? Um, so, but their their length um, and athleticism is as good as anybody in the league. They're hungry for wins. You know, they got a split uh, at East Tennessee State this past weekend on the road. So, uh, they're, they'll be looking forward to play us um, on their home court um, Thursday and Saturday. I'm always interested the way they've got things set up this year with the, a, a Thursday, Saturday game, what Fridays are like, obviously you, the, you know, the, the, the players have schoolwork. Uh, I know you and yeah. your staff, uh, you make sure everybody is on top of that and you, you provide them opportunities. Yeah. You, you try to get to the arena, maybe get a shoot around if that's available, but, but in this situation that we're all in things like meals, things like hotels, yeah. they're all different. You can't all, you know, congregate and hang out the same space very much like you used to. So yeah. how have you guys attempted to make Fridays as, as busy, but relaxing at the same time as possible? Yeah. Well, when we went to at this past weekend at, at Western, we went up there Thursday afternoon, came back after the game, and then went up Saturday morning. Um, against Greensboro, we're going to stay out the whole time. So we'll go up there Thursday afternoon, get up there an hour and a half, hour 45 before the game, and then play Thursday night. And then Friday, it's a long day. You know, we're, we're really going to try to get our rest and get our legs back healthy. 
Um, but we'll have a shoot around. It'll be light, probably get up a lot of shots, work on some things that uh, we didn't do so well uh, the night before, um, and then prepare for Saturday's game. But uh, with, with COVID, normally you'd want to try to keep them busy. Maybe we go bowling or out to a movie or something like that or game night, but it, it is difficult because, you know, you can't really go to a restaurant. I'm not sure going uh, to the movies or the bowling alley, that's not very smart either. So uh, we'll try to figure out something we can do to occupy their time. And, and our, our, our players are so in tune with their academics. They're going to have a lot on their plate uh, academically that they can work on Friday too. But, uh, but it'll be a long day, so it'll be interesting to see how how staying out works for us, but we hopefully that's the right decision for us. All right. When we come back, we're going to take a little closer look for the first time this season at Jimmy Garrity's staff, a staff that's been very consistent over the last three or four years. We'll take you inside the Terriers basketball staff on the women's side. That's coming up next here on the Coach Jimmy Garrity Show. And welcome back to the Coach Jimmy Garrity Show, brought to you by RJ Rockers. I'm Jim Noble and Coach. Boy, your staff, I'm so impressed by them. Every time I wander in when you guys are practicing, every time I'm watching games, uh, staffs that are able to stay together, and obviously yours has been really intact for three years. Before we get to each person individually, what does that do for you? What does that do for the players without a revolving door of assistant coaches? Yeah, well, I mean, that they get the sense of family, you know, and, and we've been together for a long time. And, and first of all, they're, they're great human beings. They're great friends. Uh, um, they're great employees for the college. Um, and they have great basketball minds. And we all like spending time together. But, uh, but yeah, that, you know, that one of their favorite things to do is teach and coach. And so individually with the players, they do just a remarkable job. And, and I am very, very blessed and feel very fortunate that the staff that I have, I, I think they're the best staff in the world. So I'm very lucky. Okay. Rank has its privileges. So we'll begin with associate head coach, Mike Merrill, who's in his fourth year at Wofford, but what year seven, eight with Jimmy Garrity, he was with you at Anderson and UNC yeah. Wilmington. You know, Mike is so positive all the time. And, and you, you mentioned that, that word that jumped out at me, teaching. What are the yeah. best teachers I think I, I, I've seen on a basketball court? He is. He, he, he loves to teach the game. He's great. He's got, he's got a great balance. He's, he knows when to challenge you. And, and all three of them have the, the balance. Um, know when to put their arm around you and hug you a little bit. Know when to get on you and chew you out a little bit. Um, and, and they're all three great motivators. But, yeah, Mike's been with me the entire time. I remember when I got off of the job at Anderson, I just – I called him up and said, coach, I got the job. I need you to come. And that was on, I think, a Wednesday. He said, well, when you need me to be there? And I, I said, how about Friday? <laughs> and he packed his stuff up and, and uh, slept on our couch for the first month or two um, while we were at Anderson and just, you know, has followed me along here. So uh, he's, he's a great resource for me. He's a great resource for the, the younger coaches too. And, um, and he's just great with, uh, with our players. I don't know if you break down primary responsibilities for, for each coach. What would Mike's primary responsibility be? Yeah, he, he, he coaches the post. So uh, he's done an excellent job with them and, um, you know, growing their game, adding a little bit onto their game each, each year. And, 
and not, uh, you know, not throwing 15 things at them, trying to perfect all, all of them. Let's just add one or two things on each year. And then by the time you're a senior, you've perfected about eight, nine moves that are really, really good. And um, he's just done a tremendous job with them. Amanda Paris is in her third year with Wofford. Also your recruiting coordinator, which I'm yep. sure brings in a whole another batch of organizational skills and, and, and things like that. Tell us about Amanda and what fans may not know about her and the job that she does. Yeah, well, she's, she's awesome too. She coaches the guards too, as well as you said, social media and recruiting. She handles all of our social media stuff and of course, she is awesome at that. Some of our graphics that we put together and mail outs that we send to our recruits, but she's constantly on the phone with high school coaches, uh, prospects, their families. Um, and that's, you, you mentioned that a little bit, that's a lot of organization is involved in that and uh, in splitting that up and how we're going to rotate that within the staff and handling trips on uh, to uh, recruiting trips, as well as, um, official visits, unofficial visits here. But she, again, a great human being, does an unbelievable job um, with our players. And, and I tell you what, she was one heck of a player in college. You know, she, she won multiple championships, uh, all conference teams, and she is a great resource for our players. So when she, uh, when she shows her voice um, in practice, she is really one that they – tune into because she's been there and she's done it mm -hmm. and uh and she was a heck of a player and she's a heck of a coach too you mentioned social media is she the is she the the face behind the camera when jimmy garrity goes into the <laughs> locker room after a big yeah. game, big game yeah usually yeah she, she usually <laughs> i always tell her hey don't don't get me when you're in there get them i'm i look silly jumping up and down but yeah she she is that person that uh that controls all that. Sometimes I start a little bit too early and then I have to, whoa, whoa, she reels me back <laughs> and start all over again. All right. And last but certainly not least, uh, Trent Bunn also in his third year. I call him the Energizer Buzzy, uh, Bunny. I've never seen a, a more positive guy. He's always jumping around. He's always got a smile on his face. I don't think anybody loves their job as much as Trent does. Oh, he's awesome too. And I, I can remember when we had an opening um, I caught and he had a very successful high school career, had a great, uh, great job at, uh, at Nightdale High School in, in the Raleigh area. And uh, when I called him up and, and I just said, Trent, I, I really I think this is a great opportunity. Um, I really need you. And he thought about it. He came down to Spartanburg on his own and didn't tell me, just wanted to walk campus and talk to people. Um, but he is a unbelievable human being, a great friend to everybody. And he is, he coaches our guards too. And, and uh, he can play a little bit too. So he gets in there and mixes it up with them, but he's great with recruits. He's unbelievable with their parents. And when they, when we bring them on, on campus. So uh, we are very, very fortunate to have uh, Trent on our staff and, and uh, he, he does a fantastic job. Uh, with our program and, and loves the college. He loves Wofford College and the community. His background too, uh, you know, obviously 
when he and he's coached under people like Sylvia Hatchell, mm -hmm. Dave Hanners, when you bring in assistant coaches, I'm sure they all bring a part and a piece of things that they have learned on the way. And you, you, you as the head coach have to put all those ideas together and come up with the best thing for your team. But do you welcome that? Do you welcome different styles and different opinions sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think as a staff, we get input from everybody. And, you know, we'll, we'll meet um, quite a bit as we game plan. Um, and, you know, obviously before the season starts and things like that. But, uh, but we'll voice our opinions. Um, and, and some, you know, sometimes uh, we go my way. Sometimes it's Trent's. Sometimes it's a man. Sometimes we're all thinking the same thing. But at the end of the day, I, I'm just so blessed that when we leave that meeting, everybody is on the same page. And so, you know, as a head coach, I can't ask for anything more. And I welcome their opinions because they're, you know, they're a lot smarter than me. You know, uh, they, they, they give great ideas and present it uh, well thought out. Mm -hmm. And I know, um, you know, me, uh, Trent and Mike, we all worked together at UNCW way back when. So uh, I remember back then when we were all assistant coaches, we all, we always said when, when one of us gets the gets a head job, we're all going to be back on that staff. And it's funny that when we go out on the road recruiting, you see some coaches that knew us back then from our UNC Wilmington days. And they, they, they always say, hey, I see you got the old band back together here again. And so uh, I feel very, I'm very, very fortunate and blessed to have the staff that I have. They are tremendous people, tremendous coaches and great friends. Well, you can't argue with the results so far. Tied for first in the conference, a chance to do some more damage on the road this weekend, and then back home in the friendly confines of Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium the weekend after that. Jimmy, always enjoy the time we get to spend together. Have a great road trip. Have a great home stand, and we'll do it again in a couple of weeks. That sounds great, Jim. It's, it's going to take our best effort this week to, uh, to come away with some victories at Greensboro, so I appreciate it. Sounds good. And thanks to all of you for continuing to watch the Coach Jimmy Garrity Show brought to you by RJ Rockers. Until next time, I'm Jim Noble for Coach Jimmy Garrity here on the Coach Jimmy Garrity Show.